You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the Great Geek Refuge. And we just came back from Otakon. How about that? For the first time, we were able to cover Otakon in an official capacity. So that means I really have to be on my A-game with this recap here. But before we get into the recap, I do want to first say, uh, first of all, thank you for listening. Secondly, make sure you go check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, where you can follow, you can find earlier episodes of this podcast, as well as episodes from our other podcasts, such as At The Diner or uh, Fantastic Forum. We also have a ton of articles, and you can also check out the photos from this event if you go to the website and find this podcast page, and you'll be able to find all of the photos that I was able to take this weekend at Otakon. Also, make sure you go and follow us on all of our social media. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group where you can interact with people like myself, Mike, and Rambo. And we also have an Instagram and a Twitter account. We are Greek Refuge on both, uh, where you can you know keep up with our musings and our uh, our episodes and whatnot. So uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's let's not waste any more time and let's go ahead and get into this recap of Otakon 2021. So right off the bat, let me say that I was really on the fence about attending Otakon. I know I had attended BlurredCon a couple weeks ago, and, I, and, and the biggest reason that I attended BlurredCon was primarily that uh, I was vaccinated and they had a vaccine requirement in order to attend BlurredCon. And while Otakon did not have that mandate, I was kind of, you know, on the fence about it because I, I, I'm in a couple different uh, anime groups uh, with people who I know were going to be attending Otakon, and the general attitude from from people in there, uh, it it was kind of unsettling. Like it, it gave it gave me vibes that, you know, I I can't be I can't trust the people that I'm going to be attending this convention with. So I was really really on the fence about going. But, you know, I, I I was very nervous about going, but I did show up on Friday and uh, make sure that I could, you know, at least feel the convention out. Because, you know, you never really know what to expect when you go to, to these uh, e- these events, especially when it was pre, pre-COVID. Um, you kind of never really knew how the weekend was going to go, uh, what kind of uh, tone was going to be set as far as the event. But you knew you were going to have fun either way because these conventions are always fun, which is largely why people like myself and others do like to attend them. But you kind of never really know. So uh, Friday, you know, I was I was very nervous about attending, but I did go down there. Um, I did bring my Knuckles the Echidna cosplay, and I did have my camera ready so I could take a lot of photos of just the event, 
uh, the amazing cosplayers and really try to immerse myself in the experience of Otakon 2021. And, you know, I will say Otakon, uh, this is their fourth year in D.C., I believe. And, you know, it, those first couple years, I felt like were kind of shaky. 2019 was the first Otakon that I went to that I really felt like it had the same vibe as the Otakons I had attended in prior years when it was still located in Baltimore. That being said, I kind of knew with, you know, us still being in a pandemic and the fact that, uh, you know, there were, there were going to be so many protocols in place that, you know, th this Otakon was, was definitely not going to be the same as the previous ones. So it wouldn't really be fair to judge this Otakon as if it were pre-COVID when it was in Baltimore or in, in D.C. Uh, so for like, the for example, one of the uh, biggest events that was missing from this year was the Otakon Rave, which... As someone who has been attending Otakon since 2005, I was very sad and disappointed to see that the rave was not happening this year. But I also understood why the rave was not happening. And I do want to commend the Otakon staff because that was a good decision. It was the right decision uh, in order to guarantee that there would be adequate time to uh, thoroughly clean the convention center. Uh, and also uh, not, you know, make it a potential super spreader type of thing by having all of these people just enclosed in, in one particular space. Because I, I would say, you know, in most years of Otakon, the rave is usually the, the one event where, like, you can find the vast majority of people. Everyone doesn't always attend, but you can generally... I uh, find a good portion of the attendees of all ages attending the rave at some point over the course of over the course of a night, whether it be Friday or especially on Saturday night, since that's usually since it's the last night of the convention and everyone wants to, you know, get a night of partying in before going back home. So I was I was sad that the rave didn't happen, but fortunately there were other events. Uh Friday night there was the Senpai Squad. Uh, event which was hosted a couple blocks down from the convention center and uh, you know so many folks from Otakon went there in the aftermath then you also had uh, on Saturday a bunch of people ended up at Ultra Bar and then Ultra Bar has dress codes um, and it wasn't an official event either but um, you know I, I, I don't know how it went but I hope it was successful because I know that people really did want to find things to do in the evening that weren't just stuff that was part of the con schedule. Like, we still want to party and turn up. You know, it's, it's been a really rough, like, 18 months for, for a lot of us. We've lost friends. We've lost family. And for those who hadn't, who weren't able to even attend a convention uh, to this point, I, I know it, it felt good to get some sense of normalcy. And that was kind of the vibe that I got while I was walking around Otakon, while I was attending panels, uh, while I was taking photos of cosplayers, while I was attending the official photo shoots, was that it really, at least for a weekend, really felt like home again. Like It, it felt good to, to be around and, and see those Naruto cosplayers, see those Full Metal Alchemist cosplayers, those My Hero Academia cosplayers. Um, and see, see some cross players where, you know, people are combining like Spider-Man and, and Midoriya or, uh, Sailor Moon and, um, 
I don't know, Powerpuff Girls, something like that. Uh, but people and people were getting really creative, and so it was it was just nice. It was it was just really nice to see that. It was nice to walk through the dealer's room and you know see uh, the 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 outposts where someone is selling a boatload of manga and anime photos. Uh, people are were selling weapons like uh, replicas from our favorite video games or from some of our favorite shows. It felt really good and felt really nice. And while like I didn't know a ton of people who were attending Otakon, it was really nice that it still had that atmosphere because ultimately that's the thing that's kept me uh, returning to Otakon, you know, 16 years after the very first time I attended, which is that feeling of home, of being able to be around your fellow weebs your fellow anime fans, uh, your fellow people who may not be as big of an anime fan, might just like a show or two, but they are still able to come in and enjoy themselves and show off their cosplays or show off their really cool anime attire or, or really showcase their appreciation for uh, anime in general in, in whatever ways that, that manifest for them. So I, I, I got that vibe and it, it didn't take very long for me to kind of relax a little bit as far as the anxiety I was feeling and really just kind of immerse myself in the experience of the weekend. You know, I was able to attend a, a number of different panels like the problem with JRPGs, the anime and hip hop panel, among others. And it, it, it was just really nice. It was really cool to be in that environment once again. And it, 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 it was, it was, an honor that, you know, Otakon allowed us to be there to cover the event. Um, you know, the way that I work with these events is, you know, like I, I don't just want to just take photos and, you know, and talk to people, but like I really want to get into the experience of, of being there because that, that's the joy that I get in doing these podcast recaps is being able to converse and explain to you what it was like to be there so that it inspires you. If you have never attended Otakon before that you may say, you know what? I might, I'm, I, I think I'm going to attend this year. I think I'm going to show up. I think I'm going to break out of cosplay and whatnot. And so it was a really, it was a really, really, really good time. Um, I, I do want to shout out uh, Otakon for even just having the event because I know there were a number of trials and tribulations and, Things that occurred that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that made it seem like, you know, this was uh, not going to be possible. And so um, I'm, I'm happy that Otakon was, was able to happen because um, I, I did not want to see the convention community lose this convention. For myself and for a number of others, it's been a gateway into meeting so many amazing people into uh, being introduced into so many amazing types of anime uh, that we enjoy and that we are discovering for the first time. Uh, and, and then seeing the level of passion that has gone into the cosplays and with the presenters for the various panels and whatnot, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a, it's a gateway. It was a gateway convention for me. So I, I really want to help uh, provide that experience to, to, to others and whatnot. Um, so uh, you know, I was double masked up the entire time I was at Otakon because I really did want to be safe. Now, I'm vaccinated, um, and, and, and part of me really did wish that the convention itself uh, would remain uh, or, or would have been 
for people who were vaccinated. But ultimately, while I was in there, uh, it was good to see that others were holding people accountable. You know, if uh, when someone would try to take their mask off for a photo shoot or uh, try to remove their mask for uh, for something or another. And people would just be like, no, 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 no. Make sure make sure you keep your mask on, because ultimately I do think it is uh, important uh, because uh, it, it, it's important that we you know, try to hold others accountable because we want this thing to be successful. You know, um, as, 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 as much credit as, you know, we should give to the staff and the volunteers that help run this event for the vendors who show up for all of the moving parts that go into making the convention a success. It ultimately is the people who end up making these conventions what they are, which is a big reason why I like to immerse myself in the conventions and then talk about what I experienced while I was there. Um, because it's really, it's really the people, you, you know, you provide the space and they will come, you know, they provided the space for Otakon, uh, to happen and you know weebs of all ages I, I saw people of, of all ages races sizes and whatnot there really just showing off their uh, cosplays and their love of the fandoms that they enjoy and and actively rooting and cheering people and complimenting people you know for their for the creativity and for the work that they that they put in and like I I, I really just loved seeing it. It, it's it's one of the things that I enjoyed the most about being there, you know, sitting in uh, and taking part in these photo shoots and, and seeing people cheer on, you know, the, the little kid who was cosplaying uh, for the first time, uh, uh, help, you know, taking really, you know, uh, showing them how to pose so they can uh, get a really good photo, taking poses uh, doing poses with them and really kind of getting into the experience. It, it 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 was just really nice. It was it was a really good time, and 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 like I said, the people are what make this convention what it is, uh, which is not again not shade to any of the volunteers or the staff because they are people too, and they are you know they are you know very responsible for making sure that this event happens the way that it's happened every year, um, <clears throat> and I do think. As far as, you know, the type of content that we got this year, it did feel a little bit different. I, I don't want to lie and say that it didn't because it absolutely uh, did feel very different uh, and not seeing some of the usual uh, things that I feel like you would normally see uh, at, at Oticon. But again, I, I went into it kind of understanding that we're in a pandemic and it wouldn't be necessarily right or fair to kind of say, you know, F protocols to make sure that we try to make this as normal as possible. No, we, you have to take the protocols into account. And, that, and I, I, I do think that overall the staff did a, did a really good job of making sure that that, um, that that was the case when it came to the, the convention itself. Now, uh, cons from the event cons from the con <laughs> um really the only one i can think of is i didn't think there was an adequate bag check and i, I don't know if that was because they wanted to make sure that people were moving that people were not being stationary for for too long um so that you didn't in crowd a space so you you could do that but um i i just was very unsure 
of you know why there wasn't something for 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 that in general uh you know just just because you know you never you never really know you know what can happen like i said i do think we're all there to have a good time but you know just in case you never be too sure or too safe as far as making sure that uh you know no one is is bringing anything into the convention that should not be there so uh, if i if i did have to say any cons from the convention it would be that in particular uh as far as um as far as the bag check but even with like the metal detectors and the entire process for that i thought that it was good to kind of streamline it in a way so again i i'm not it's not something that i really want to like hold against uh the convention but something that i definitely want to make sure that i give them a little bit credit for um uh as far as you know, adhering to protocols, but also trying to make sure that no space in particular gets crowded for too, too long. Because that was one, that was another thing I noticed when I would be walking through some of the high traffic areas is there was an emphasis on making sure that, uh, uh, an emphasis on making sure that people kept it moving, that they weren't staying and crowding in a particular area or space for too very, uh, for too very long. So I do I, I do want to give uh, the the staff and just everything you know just just a lot of credit. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I, I need to cover because I, I well I did see some really amazing cosplays and some really amazing vendors. I got a an amazing uh, Sonic 3D printed uh, printed photo, and it's crazy because I literally went into this weekend saying I'm not going to spend any money this weekend. I spent all of five minutes in the artist alley and was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. And I could just feel my credit card emerging from my pocket on its own without me even like reaching for it. It was just like, oh yeah, no, I know what time it is. <clears throat> and so... I did good on not spending a ton of money, but I did I did end up buying things, <laughs> which and, and I bought the worst things too because I don't have space for where this Sonic poster is going to go, and so right right now I'm trying to figure out how I can rearrange the posters I do have in here so that I have a place to put it. Because right now, I don't have a place to put it. But you know what? Th that's usually how it is whenever I go to Otakon. I go there saying, you know what? I'm not going to spend a ton of money. And then I do. The good... Now, I will say, normally it's shirts. Sh shirts are normally what I end up buying a bunch of. And I don't know if it was just me, but I didn't see a ton of t-shirt vendors this year. Uh, between the the dealer's room and the artist alley, and, and in fact, I didn't see, uh, I, and I don't think they even had an Oticon 2021 uh, shirt available because I'm used to at least seeing those um, somewhere around, and uh, I don't think they had them this year, which is unfortunate because I feel like this would be a, a good year to 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 have one of those. But yeah, so. Overall, I enjoyed Otakon 2021. Um, I'm kind of sad that it's over already. Uh, 
Um, I do wish that it felt more like a normal Udicon, but I also understand that with COVID still being a thing and the variants kind of running rampant and with, <clears throat> with it being very difficult to even host an event like this with everything going on, um, while still adhering to the rules and whatnot that are in place uh, locally and nationally, that I do have to give the entire staff and just everyone a ton of credit for, for making this weekend what it was. Because it was a well-needed, uh, good time, which uh, which I feel like we all needed. You know, after I, me spending most of the last year doing nothing but binging anime and working uh, and playing video games to now, like, trying to get comfortable with kind of getting out the house again. It, this was very needed. You know, BlurredCon a couple weeks ago was, was great and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I was, I was nervous about Otakon and it, it did not disappoint. And so, like, I'll be honored if we're able to come back next year to maybe host a panel. <laughs> uh, but at least come and cover the event and so I can continue uh, showcasing, um, continue immersing myself in the Otakon experience, even as someone who is an older weeb. Um, and, and being able to manifest and bring that experience to life via these recaps and hopefully inspire some others, uh, whoever's listening out there. I have a pretty, pretty uh, nice uh, demographic, I, I can tell. But hopefully it inspires you to come show up at Otakon and, uh, you know, perhaps bring a friend, regardless of whether you are someone who's only watched a couple episodes of a show or you're someone who are, you've watched over 200 series. Regardless of what your level is, Otakon 2021 was an experience, and I'm very much looking forward to 2022. So, I think that just about covers it. Make sure you definitely go check out my photos from the uh, from the convention. I took a ton of photos, and yeah, it, it it's it's you'll really get a feel for just kind of like what the vibe was and kind of everything that went on this weekend. So with that being said, make sure you go uh, to thegreatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as our other podcasts that are on the network such as At The Diner and Fantastic Forum. Make sure you follow us on social media, Great Geek Refuge on Twitter and Instagram as well as Facebook. And we even have a Facebook group where you're able to uh, interact with people like myself uh, Mike, Rambo, Yuli, and all of our wonderful contributors and fans alike. And uh, we also have a Patreon uh, where you can get access to exclusive content, which includes an extra podcast every week. Every week you get an extra podcast on the Patreon. So make sure you go there. Uh, you know, you can. I think it's a. I think it's pay what you want, or maybe like five bucks. I, I don't remember what it is. What it's set to offhand. But patreon.com uh, slash Refuge, and you can, um, yeah, give us money and get access to some really awesome uh, merchandise. Oh, and I do want to say, Great Geek Refuge will be at AwesomeCon on uh, the weekend of August 20th through the 22nd. We have a panel on the 22nd at 10.45 in the morning on the importance of being an ambassador to geekdom. Uh, we really do think we're going to get um, a good amount of people to show up and participate. And if you are attending AwesomeCon, then please feel free to come through 
and uh, show us what's up and, you know, support us and what we do because we don't stand for any, any kind of gatekeeping or anything, any nonsense like that. So with that being said, once again, thank you for listening. I'm your host, MC Brooks, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.